Hello, I'm Darren Euchre, and you're listening to Farm Focus, a Pennsylvania Farm Bureau podcast. Today, we talk with Indiana County Christmas tree grower Brandon Matrisic, who is the third generation of his family to grow Christmas trees. Brandon describes the work that goes into growing that perfect tree and a special Trees for Troop event the farm hosted last week. I'm uh, Brandon Matrisic, and my wife, Stacy and I, we own the Matrisic Family Tree Farm up here in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Um, and how long have you been in the business? We ended up purchasing the Indiana farm um, three years ago in 2019, but my grandparents started our family farm in Brush Valley um, shortly thereafter World War II, you know, after they settled down and and um, <clears throat> they purchased uh, some ground and started to grow Christmas trees. And we've been doing it ever since. And, you know, the, the farm that, that I grew up on is just a small one. It's about like 12 acres. Um, and the farm we purchased uh, in 19 uh, is about 60 acres up here in Indiana. Uh, and the one in Brush Valley, is that located in Indiana County as well? Yes, sir. Yep, yep. We're about 20... 20 minutes uh, from Indiana. Um, so the, the, the one that you're currently on, why don't you tell me a little bit about what your market and distribution is like? You know, do you do a choosing cut? Do you do wholesale? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so our, our Indiana operation, um, we do right now a lot um, of just choosing cut um, just because, you know, um, we're trying to catch up in our trees as well as um pretty much everybody else in the, in the country. Um, we've been planting a ton, but uh, for the most part is, is we just do choose and cut. Um, we have wagon rides that we take our customers up in the fields. Um, they can cut it. We have guys, uh, workers up there that um, cut the trees for the customer if they'd like, or we give them a handsaw and the customer can cut it. Uh, once the uh, trees cut, we have uh, tractors with wagons running around and, we load them onto the uh, truck and um, uh, bring them down to our um, like base of operations where we shake them, bale them, um, and we sell tree stands that you drill a hole up in the center of the stump and, and the tree uh, tree stand sticks up in that and it's a real nice slick way of, uh, of having a tree stand. Um, then we have a big large um, gift shop. We like to do different events as well. Uh, we have a winery comes in, a uh, couple local breweries. They'll come in with us, and we have some other uh, people that are just trying to sell some things for charity or or, um, or what it, or what else. Um, we also hold a uh, Trees for Troop event. Uh, so what that is is it's through the Trees for Troop um, Foundation with the Christmas uh, uh, Spirit of Christmas or the Christmas Spirit Foundation. Um, and what that is, is, is we have um, a FedEx brings their truck in and uh, we sell trees uh, for the troops. Uh, this year, our trees that we sell for our event will go to uh, Camp Lejeune. So we have a whole committee that the county kind of comes in and gives us a hand with it. And we're really promoted heavy and, and we have um, uh, local musicians come in. They play uh, Christmas music. Um, it's just a real nice day. You know, we have some troops come in, help us. They load the trees and they put the tags um, that the customers, when they buy the tree, they can put their own little personalized um, um, <clears throat> message on to the tree that will get to the troops whenever the uh, trees are delivered. 
So some of the trees from your farm end up on military bases and brightens the Christmas for uh, the men and women that are serving. Yes. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. They, uh, <clears throat> we've, we, I think last year there was a base in Florida. Um, and I think the year before was Camp Lejeune as well. Um, and this year it's going back to Camp Lejeune. So, you know, it, it's, it's somewhere within the, the United States is where the uh, trees go to. That's got to be a pretty special feeling knowing, you know, that, you know, again, something you grew is bringing a little bit of a Christmas spirit to, you know, to our men and women that are serving in the military. Oh, absolutely. It is nice to, uh, to be able to do this, you know, um, and it's nice too the, the county comes in, um, you know, we have like a trees for troop committee, um, with, uh, um, stakeholder stakeholders throughout the, the county that come in and help us with it. So it, it's just real nice. You know, we have a real nice day here, you know, with, we're trying to get some trees for the troops for them. And, and it, it's, it's just a great day. It's a great day to, uh, for the community as well. We, we try to, you know, bring as many people in as we can. Um, you know, we've had in the past churches come in and as well, uh, setting up a little booths and, and whatnot, to, you know, to, um, um, to promote their things as well as the troops as well. Great. So it sounds like for, you know, for the entire uh, season, so to speak, you try to really create a, a fe festive atmosphere and make it an outing for people as opposed to just stopping by in a, in a shopping mall and picking up a tree. Exactly. Yeah. We, we try to make it a nice experience. You know, we have, we have Santa come in our weekends. Um, we have a local uh, stable. They come and give pony rides, uh, which the 4-H uh, club is involved with them. So I think um, this weekend they're giving all the proceeds that uh, for the pony rides to the 4-H club. Um, you know, we also, this year we bought a uh, <clears throat> retrofitted uh, tractor that turned into a uh, train. So we've been giving kids rides on them during the weekend and, and as well as we give wagon rides up into the fields and, and whatnot. So we try to make it the best experience for we, that we can for the families. You know, um, people just love it. We have little face in the holes that people take their photos on in. Um, we just try to make it to where everybody likes it. You know, it's just a, it's a must stop um, for, for the Christmas season. And do you notice that you have repeat customers back year after year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we have people that, that come and say, we've been coming here for 30 years and whatnot. Um, and we also have a lot of new customers as well that just come and say, oh, my goodness, we just love it here. We love how you guys have it. You know, we try to have uh, Christmas music playing, just try to get that everybody into the Christmas spirit and, and, uh, and uh, enjoy the day here and, and of picking their tree. Tell me a little bit about what goes into getting a Christmas tree ready for harvest. <laughs> it's uh, it, it is a long and arduous task because it's always funny, uh, you know, listening to customers saying, "Hey, I, I don't understand, you know, why the prices are are what they are," and and we kind of I, I like to explain to them saying, "Well, you know, when we put them in the ground." we don't, we don't harvest them for at least, you know, seven to 10 years before they're ready to go. And, you know, so when we plant them, um, we're, you know, before that we're prepping the fields, you know, taking out the old stumps. Um, you know, I, I like to try to 
um, to plow the field and, and plant some rye and whatnot the, the fall before, before we go in there and plant. And then, you know, we got to make sure that the weeds are down, um, trimming the trees, you know, uh, and the big thing is, is trying to keep the grass cut too, to where um, the weeds don't choke out the trees, uh, you know, and then <clears throat> in the springtime, after we're done planting and that, the Frasers, they get pine cones. So we try to go around and pick every single pine cone off of the trees. Um, <clears throat> and while we're doing that, you know, we're usually making sure we fertilize. Um, we try to do all of our fertilization by hand. Uh, I feel that's the best way to kind of get as much nutrients to the tree as we can. And, you know, it's also trying to be a little bit uh, uh, cost um, for the cost, to try to lower our costs a little bit on, on fertilizer, fertilizer use. Um, but, you know, after we're done with the pine cones, then it, it, it's starting to turn into shearing time, you know, so devote a lot of time shearing. Um, and that's done every year, you know, so we can keep that perfect Christmas tree shape um, as well as, you know, we try to go through and, and spray around our trees for weeds, you know, try to keep them down. Uh, found that, you know, if we can keep the weeds down for by mowing or chemical mowing that uh, our, our bugs aren't as bad as what they are if we have a lot of weeds. Um, and then usually after we're uh, done with that, we do do some digging. Uh, so we do um, digging for local landscapers and whatnot. So in the early spring, we're doing that until they start uh, pushing bud um, for the new for the new uh, growth for the year when we'll stop. And then we usually start up again around August, uh, September of digging again for the fall. So um, this is a, a, a year round um business you know um and we spend a lot of time on each tree until they're mature and ready to be harvested yeah that, that that was i had several questions that you had started to address there um you know one was how, how long does it take to grow so depending on the variety seven to ten years before it's ready to go in someone's living room yeah for the most part i mean you know it, maybe if you have a couple good growing season you may get it a year or so sooner but for the most part you're talking at least five years to seven years okay and then you know i, I think some folks might not realize that uh the work that that goes into getting it to being in christmas tree shape you know what would happen if you just let it let it go without doing any kind of shearing you know what they they would they would end up looking terrible uh you know because we we trim a lot off, you know, especially if you have that perfect um, spring to where it, you know, we don't get those late frosts or nothing. You know, you have new growths that can be, you know, a couple feet long. So, and if you let them go and then they start the year for year after growing new, uh, put new growths on them, before you know it, that tree could end up being, you know, really almost like a ball or, uh, you know, possibly even having double tops or something like that. So, you know, it is real important from pretty much as soon as um, you get them in the ground to make sure that you're, you're shaping them and keeping them the, the Christmas tree uh, shape. And, and, and I guess I didn't realize the, the need for sort of, you know, weed management in between in the trees. Is that just, does it create a better overall growing environment? I, I believe it does. Um, it's, 
it, I, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of growers that, you know, they don't, but how I, I feel that it is, um, you know, we try our best with it, but you know, it's it, sometimes you just kind of run out of time to do it. So you're in there with the, the tractors or your walk with your walk behind mowers going around the trees, uh, to get everything uh, trimmed up. And, you know, we try to get everything all trimmed up too, especially whenever we have the choosing cut, we don't want people walking through our rows with high grass or anything. So we try to keep everything uh, mowed down and nice for, you know, the choosing cut, but as well as I, I believe it's a big thing with, um, with the, the bugs and, and the, uh, you know, uh, the weeds and, and whatnot. And so when, when customers have gone through, uh, you know, and you leave stump behinds and, or stumps, pardon me, in certain areas, um, how do you revegetate that area? Well, it depends. Um, I've had other field, I've done fields where what we'll do is we'll just um, cut the stumps down as low as we possibly can and then um, plant the next field or the next, the trees in the center of the rows. So you're kind of leaving the stumps in it. Um, that's, that's not, I don't prefer to do that method. I, I think that, you know, you need to kind of get that soil turned up and, and, um, and loosened up. So, you know, my thing is uh, we try to dig them up either by an excavator or, um, you know, with a chisel plow or something like that to get all the, the stumps out and, and we get them out of the fields. And then, and how do you start tree seedlings? I mean, do they, do they start as seedlings or, you know, describe that process a little bit? We, um, we purchase our seedlings from, um, from nurseries. Uh, so they're coming in anywhere from, you know, two to four years old. Um, so, you know, they're, they're about, you know, anywhere from eight to 12, maybe a, a bigger tree that took off maybe 24 inches, but <clears throat> we get them that size. And then uh, we have a, a planner on the back of our tractor that somebody sets on it. Um, there's a wheel that we try to space our trees out um, six feet in between each one. Uh, so there's a wheel that every time you hear a click, that means you just got to reach down, put the tree in, and then it goes through the planner. There's two wheels that try to, um, uh, <clears throat> what do you want to say, um, cut them in or, you know, uh, tramp them in a little bit. And then we'll have somebody walking behind us just making sure the trees are straight and they are tamped in. Um, so the, it, it, there's a lot of um, manual labor, especially with the whole Christmas trees, but especially with planting. Yeah. So and even though you're planting uh, trees that are a year to two old, you still are expecting a whole other seven years from the to the time they get into the ground to the to the point where they're um, uh, again in somebody's living room. Yeah. 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 So once we get them in the ground, it's, it's at least another, you know, five minimum, but it's the average is about seven to 10 years. Wow. Okay. Um, so I've heard a little bit about, you know, there being the potential for a Christmas tree shortage this year. Uh, can you shed any light on that? Well, yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll be talking with growers that, you know, I like to sit there and say that, you know, yeah, we're short, but also it, it's just more of a, we have a limited selection of it, you know, um, because we have, you know, since we bought this Indiana farm, we've put about, about 30,000 trees in. Uh, so we got a, a ton of trees, but they're just not to market value yet of what everybody wants. So, 
there's trees in the ground and everything, but for the size that everybody wants, there is a, a, a selection or it's a, um, you know, oh, um, the words escape, but you know, it, it, there's just not as, there's not an abundance of trees that what we would all like to see. Mm, okay. And that's kind of playing out around different farms across the country. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're kind of seeing it throughout the whole United States, you know, um, the biggest reason is from the recession that we had um, about you know ten years ago. So you're you're kind of getting to that point where you know the tree growers they weren't planting nearly as many as what they what they were. Uh, you know, what the recession didn't know what was going on with it. Um, so you know we we're kind of in that area right now to where it's the the years that uh, the, there wasn't as many Christmas trees planted. You know, it's funny, we're so used to talking about supply chain disruptions that are caused by this pandemic or shortages that are caused by this pandemic, but the shortage, so what you're saying is the shortage we're seeing as a result of economic forces a decade ago? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, you know, we're, we're kind of looking at, you know, the recession, you know, what was it, about 10 years ago. Wow, that's that is something else. I guess that just talks about the the longevity it takes to get uh, to get a Christmas tree ready. Um, you know, and I, and I guess in closing, just a couple of questions. You know, paint paint a picture for me about what it's like to be a, a Christmas tree grower at at the holiday season. How how special of a time is this for you and your family? You know what it it is a, a great time because you know we can it's hectic for us as well. You know, we're trying to, we have a lot of moving parts. So we're trying to make sure that, you know, we have enough workers, um, you know, we have enough trees, you know, we have a fresh cut lot. So we're trying to make sure that we're getting that all set up as well as, um, you know, in our fields where we, we tag each tree that's, uh, that we're selling this year with the size of it with, as well as a number uh, for tracking purposes for the customer and for us whenever we're bringing them down. So we're trying to get all that ready. Um, but whenever we start selling, it's well worth the um, uh, the blood, sweat and tears that we do all year because you get to see and talk with the families and the little kids, you know, that are just so excited to, to come to get their tree. Um, it, it is, it's just a great feeling. You know, I have we have two daughters, uh, they're four and six. So, you know, we're kind of enjoying them with Christmas as well as, you know, they're kind of growing up is how I did um, with, you know, hey, when it's Christmas time, we're out selling um, trees and, you know, they're enjoying it as well. When, you know, they always get to see Santa Claus and, and whatnot. And, you know, we just try to have a great day and a good day with it and always make sure we're always talking with the kids. You know, uh, we have uh, candy canes we're giving out to the kids now. And it's just to see them light up on it. It's just it's just great. That's that's fantastic. Good. And what a great way to end. But I'll just I'll, I'll say, is there anything that you wanted to add or questions I forgot to ask you? I love Christmas tree farming. You know, my grandparents are gone now, but um, part of it is continuing on what they wanted, uh, what they loved as well. Um, they passed it on to me. Um, they passed it on to my dad and my uncle, and I hope to pass it on to my children and hopefully my children pass it on to them and continue the tradition. You know, um, 
<clears throat> we it's it, it is a hard a hard kind of job too because you know we have to not only plan for this year but we got to kind of have that crystal ball to know what's going to be what's going to be in and you know seven years ten years from now so we uh we're kind of gambling a lot too of sitting there saying hey you know we want to plant so many trees uh, of, of this species or whatever else and we're just kind of hoping that that's going to be something the customer's going to be or are going to want and you know whenever they're ready to be marketed yeah that that really speaks to you're you're, you're making a long-term investment for sure we're the non-traditional farmers you know we're we're kind of in the long game there is whenever we're planting our our uh, our product in the ground you know um we're just not going to be able to harvest it in a couple months and uh, work you know it's going to be years so it, it it can be challenging but at the end of the day especially whenever we're here selling it with the families and that it it's it's well worth the uh, well worth it if you enjoyed this episode of farm focus please subscribe more episodes are on the way and all of our podcasts are available on apple podcasts google podcasts and podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com thanks for listening